Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Challenging. Thought-provoking. Insightful. This is God in Country. The collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Thank you, Mr. Barker. I appreciate your great introduction every day. It is awesome to have your voice booming in all of our great, great listeners' ears. Hey, today is quite a day. Uh, Let me just say this. I'll say right up front. uh, Oh, by the way, uh, if you have a pen or pencil, uh, 646-595-4641. That is the call-in number if you have a clean point to make today. We have an incredible guest today. Originally, I was saying we have incredible guests today. Unfortunately, due to a weather-related flight, in fact, as I look out the studio window, it looks like we're going to have some flight delays here, too. Uh, Eric Stackelbeck uh, will be on next week instead of today because he is in the air as we speak instead of on the air as we speak. I made it funny. I made it funny right there. Did you hear that? That was quick. I'm light on my feet, light as a feather. So anyway, so what happened was he's he's flying to, I think, Kansas to give a speech. And because uh, of a weather delay there, or on his way there, he couldn't get there. His flight was, he thought, originally canceled. And then last minute they said, hey, you know what, we can we can put you on at this time. He has to be there. He, he has a, uh, a, what we call a hit time, a hit time there. Uh, that he can't miss, and uh, he can make this up, but he can't make that up. So we said no problem. So our our special radio show for Memorial Day, May 25th. That's right. It's it's next week. So I can start wearing my white sheer suckle suit next week. I can do it. I will get it out with my broad wingtip boots, looking good. Yeah, I don't actually have a white suit. I'm just kidding. I did used to have. I'll tell you what. I used to have a uh, a white leather motorcycle jacket. And let me just say this. Uh, I thought that I used to ride, I mean, I've ridden 386,000 miles on, on a motorcycle, most of it on BMW uh, road bikes. But anyway, the point is, is that I thought that looked good. Now, 
in fairness to me, that was in the 80s. You dig? It was in the 80s. So that did look good. Allegedly. I don't know. I don't even think, I don't, maybe I have a picture of it somewhere. And it is pouring a deluge. And I think even there's a little bit of hail here. So uh, it is giant rain. <laughs> the raindrops are like softballs. But uh, anyway, well, we just pray for safe travel for Eric. And we're looking forward to having him on next week. And then after that, uh, part two of my series on surviving political and cultural unrest, riots, and societal breakdown. Uh, I'm putting that all on hold today uh, so that I can I can get to uh, my other really incredible guest. Uh, I'll tell you, you're so fortunate. You you tuned in. The This is your lucky day, I'll just say. I've always wanted to say that. Uh, this is definitely your lucky day. Uh, Drago, uh, uh, due to security reasons, I'm not going to say his actual name, but uh, Drago, amazing guy. Amazing guy. You are going to be riveted, and you're going to be blessed by this amazing man. So uh, he will be he will be calling in here shortly. Uh, so we'll have him on. And last week, let me let me just address this really quickly. Last week, uh, allegedly, that was a a uh, a controversial show. I, I don't know how that would happen, but uh, here, <laughs> collision of faith and politics. Come on. But there were a lot of people, uh, both here and on social media, calling me a racist. So I spent all week crying in my corner, boo-hooing and weeping and getting my teddy, hugging my doggie. Speaking of which, my dog's right here. She's not. Listen, my dog is not afraid of thunderstorms. But if there is, if there is some sort of incursion, she will definitely handle it. She's uh, she's ready to attack at any moment. Just so you know. So, just so you know, at any moment she will attack. It could happen. So anyway, um, <laughs> she's not. She is very protective, though. Uh, by the way, uh, I'll go back to me being a racist and a bigot. Uh, last week there was a lot of people that said, "What's the deal with you and the cats?" Look, I love cats. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like the cats to kill the little baby turtles. They just kill them for fun. Uh, don't let your cat outside. If you have an indoor cat, make it an indoor cat, not indoor-outdoor. Because all it does when it goes outside is it kills stuff. It kills baby bunnies. It kills ground birds. It uh, kills turtles. It messes up the ecosystem. It's just a problem. I don't have anything against cats, but if your cat's wandering around, it could be in jeopardy around me. Anyway, so last week's show, I, I want to explain the whole uh, purpose, the whole deal behind that. I had to give you a background. Uh, listen, it's a step-by-step thing. And I told you this is going to be a series on societal breakdown, unrest, political and cultural unrest, riots. I told you I'm going to go in deep on this. So people have been begging for it and begging for it and begging for it. So I just decided, you know what? I'm going to get her done. I'm just going to get her done. And I put it together. This is something that I do for a significant amount of money. I mean, I go to businesses. I go to... You know, corporations, I go to wealthy individuals, I go to groups, and I do speeches on this, and then I do workshops. And we teach you what to do. But So I'm going to do some of that here. Obviously, we can't do all of that here uh, on the radio. But you, the first step is to understand your condition. And do you remember hearing about the guy 
uh, 65-year-old man. It's a true story. Everything was true. I hope I hope you uh, uh, I, I hope you really um, how do I I hope you really took in those examples, and I hope that you checked them, uh, because I have to tell you, they're all true. They're all absolutely true. We triple-checked my my uh, crack, uh, top-notch, world-famous researcher, uh, triple and quadruple and daduple and whatever, dodeca checked on them, and uh, they're all real. But there was a 65-year-old man. You remember the country, the guy, rural, rural? Uh, June 5th, I will be able to say rural much better because I will have my my mouth appliances off. Uh, woohoo! And uh, I mean, sucking my bitches. <laughs> I have a whole salad stuck in there, man. Gross. So anyway, so I talked to you about that guy, and I said, 65 years old, he lived in a rural area, white guy, and and uh, two black guys come up. And he didn't even know who they were. He'd never seen them. He, he had no idea who they were. Came up long driveway and said, hey, we're having some car trouble. Some, our truck broke down. Can you help us? And he said, sure. And they commenced to uh, take him and, and kill him and rob him. Uh, they only got $6. And the guy, I, I would venture to say, the guy, I'm actually trying to reach out, ding, 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 to his family, uh, to every time I say reach out little buzzword there's a little bell that goes off it's mostly in my head but i made it audible for you guys so you would know um so you know i would i would almost guarantee you that the reason he did that that went against common sense and convention is because he you know he said man i don't want to be a racist i don't want to be like that and if i don't go if i don't open this door and help these fellows see what's up, I'll be a racist. Well, he's not a racist. He's just being careful. I talked to several of my friends who happen to be black uh, last week after the show. They did listen to the show, and some are famous. I'll, you know, I'll just tell you. One of them is going to be on here. I'm not going to say his name until he's on. But he listened to the show, and his impression was, look, I'm a black guy, and I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. He said, you know, what he what he sees is that the the problem is is white people have this guilt and a lot of it's been put on them that they feel guilty about being careful and i guess what i'm getting at is look you're you're uh you you've you've got to realize that white or black i mean listen if somebody came up to your your house and 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 they're white people uh, you've got a reasonable chance that they're not going to be good people, but you know what? You've got a much higher chance. It's 52.2% of all murders are committed by black males. <coughs> you know, that is, that's the data. I don't collect the data. I just read it. So my point is this. My point was to help you uh, kind of get a, a better, clearer look at reality. And because, look, if I can't adjust your situational awareness, if I if look, if you're still stuck in that hole, well, I don't want to be a racist. So I'm going to I'm going to pick up this hitchhiker. Well, that's stupid. And I can't help you. And I'm not going to waste my time on you. No offense. Hey, by the way, I'm sorry I forgot to open up the chat room. Um, really apologize. 
Let me open that up for you right now. All right, there we go. So you all can go to the chat room if you're the chat room type. I am the moderator, so if you hear me typing, you'll know it's folks are chatting. So, And if you have questions, um, you know, feel free. Feel free to ask them through there. And remember, the call-in number is 646-595-4641. And, um, you know, we'd love love to have you. It's got to be clean, though. If you, if you bust off some weird, nasty stuff, then sorry, I can't help you. You'll be, you'll be released from the bonds of goodness. So, I, you know, situational awareness is really critical. And, and, and that is a very, very difficult thing for a lot of people. Because a lot of people have this, this political correctness ground into them, ground into their brain. And they think, well, I can't feel or think what I feel or think, because if I do, I will be a racist. Well, here's a newsflash. That's stupid. It's stupid. And, and uh, I took a little survey of my black friends. Yes, I actually have very good black friends, uh, one of whom I've been friends with since kindergarten. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, kindergarten. Since the beach house. God bless you, Eric. I'm, I'm praying. I'm pulling for you. By the way, in your in your battle against cancer, um, good guy, man, super good guy. And so, you, you know, several of my friends said the same thing, and that they didn't know that they were each saying these things, but they said, you know, uh, we we don't go into certain neighborhoods, we don't answer our door unless we're armed for certain people. You know, when we see societal unrest we struggle with that we don't want to be around it so we get away from it how about the two correctional officers you know the union two correctional officers in baltimore balmer how do you say it the two correctional officers they corrections officers i should say proper uh they were caught on video and they have since been relieved of their duties. But guess what? Their union is fighting to get them back on the job. And I'm hearing from my sources that there's a pretty good chance that they will be rehired. They will be back on the job. Listen, folks, that's scary. They were looting. They're on video looting, damaging property, stealing, committing, you know, theft. So, but you... You've got to understand, you've got to understand that that's where our society is. And one of the things I want to talk about, Eric Stackelbeck, next week, Eric Stackelbeck's going to be on. He's in the air right now instead of on the air. I said that at the beginning. If you're just joined us, if you're seeing a bunch of numbers pop up here, if you're just joining us, I, you know, uh, I apologize last second, I mean, last minute type of thing, but he will be on next week. And I'm going to tell you, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff. It's going to blow your mind. We're going to talk about his book. It's best-selling, New York Times bestseller already, ISIS Exposed. He's written a bunch of other books. He's top-notch, man. You're going to you're going to hear some really amazing stuff. Some of it you've heard from me. But you know what? It's always better to hear it from another person, from another source, and then compare. So Eric Stackelbeck, he'll be here next week. Uh, we're really excited about that. We're super excited about today's show. But I did want to finish addressing... Last week, because, I mean, I was called, there's there's a, uh, I love this, you know, I was called, what was it, Satan, I was called, uh, false prophet, 
you know, all kinds of stuff. And I have to tell you, it just cracks me up that I'm called that because uh, this person obviously had never even been to our website. By the way, our website is back up our super top-notch uh, web lady. Uh, she is Kim Paul of uh, Truevine Web Creations. We're back up. We're updating. Now, we're still in the process of adding some stuff, so it's not going to be, you know, don't trip when certain stuff's not there yet. But we're we're adding a lot of functionality, and I think you're going to like it. It's uh, so uh, theninjapastor.com or drshawngreener.com, whichever. Take the same place. Uh, you know, but so we're excited about that. It looks great. She's doing a great job on it. Uh, so, so my point in all this is this: is that look, uh, profiling is something that the Israelis have done for many, many years. Uh, that's how they're the safest airline to fly. It's you're safer in an Israeli airport on an Israeli plane than you are in the United States. You're certainly safer than you are in Chicago, you know, where gun control works so well, or Baltimore, where gun control works so well. So so we've got to learn what our risks are. And, and uh, so my point in that was to teach you and to show you just how bad it can get. I'm going, to sh- I'm going to give you some other examples. I'm going to tell you exactly step by step what to do. We've got to do it in bits and pieces. Uh, and that's what we do here. We want you to be really, really prepared, well prepared, very, very well prepared. Um, we are um, – today I, I told you uh, this week – is a great week. Uh, this is a guy who I've studied uh, fairly extensively. Uh, I've talked to other, as you know, uh, by the way, there are SEALs all over the country, all over the world listening to the show. Uh, I love the little messages you guys send and, and everything. Um, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, all the services, uh, but a bunch of them seem to listen. And, and every time I've mentioned Drago, they're like, oh, he's the SEAL SEAL. He's the freaking man. And and I'll just tell you real briefly, it's it's it, Drago's, and I'm not going to give you his full name or his real name. Uh, I'm not going to call him by his first or last name for security purposes. And once you hear what he's done, you'll understand why. Uh, but people in the community, special operations community, uh, I mention his name. I mention Drago, and they're like, oh, he's the man. We'd go into any battle with him any day. So he came here legally uh, from a European communist country. Uh, after he was a political prisoner, actually, in the gulag for two years. For two years. And then uh, when he got out, and I'm going to let him tell you that story and, and all of that, but after he, he was able to come here and he became a, a proud United States citizen, and then because he loves the United States, he became an internationally revered, and I mean that. I mean, that's I did my homework. An internationally revered United States Navy SEAL. It's one of the most compelling life stories, really, you'll ever hear. And look, if you think you're a, a proud American, you think you are, you think you really are making sacrifices for America. I got a newsflash for you: this guy's going to humble you. Tell your friends. You don't want to miss the rest of this show. He's about to come on in just a couple minutes. Share on your social media footprint. Send it out to your friends. Text it out. Uh, be safe while you do it. I don't want you doing that while you're driving. But um, the call-in number again is six four six five nine five. Four six four one. I want to welcome all war fighters, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, and Sheepdogs, uniformed and clandestine services, standing on the line for us. Hello to the United States Marines deployed from the Tidewater, Virginia area, and hello to the Army Rangers and Ranger instructors listening today all over the world. Rangers lead the way. 
A big hoo to the United States Navy SEALs listening around the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for serving. While I'm at this microphone, I will not allow our country to forget about you. Welcome, Gold Star families. We're going to be talking about you today. We're going to be talking about how to protect you today. Every week, you know, the publicity people and the publicists and the, and the advisors and radio people, they always say, don't do this every week. Take this out. Put it every third week. Do it once a month. Whatever you do, don't do it every week because, you know what, it's really killing you. I don't care. Uh, if I'm not going to be a, some big, I think we 454,000 listeners last week, uh, all totaled between downloads and live. Um, I don't care if I'm ever a Hannity. I don't care if I'm ever any of those things. I'm going to do my best for you. And I committed day one. I said, you know what? I want to make sure that America understands that over 7,000, just in the last two wars, Iraq and Afghanistan, over 7,400 uh, people have given their lives, soldiers have given their lives in the fight against terror. Let's make no mistake, by the way, it's it, we're not fighting against just general terror. We're not fighting white uh, Baptists, extremists. That's not who we're fighting. We're fighting Islamist, Islamic radicals, Muslim radicals. That's what we're fighting. We're fighting ISIS. That's the bottom line. So um, I, uh, I want to say, America, there's people in your town who've given their children, their spouses, their parents, in these wars, both these wars, Iraq and Afghanistan, they're, they're gone. Their families are gone. You dig what I'm saying? They're gone. They gave their life, and they are gone. They can't hug them anymore. They can't kiss them anymore. They can't hold their hand anymore. You know, that's real, folks. That's real. And you need to understand that there there are 7,500 people all across the country that are dealing with that kind of loss. They're called gold star parents. I want you to pray for them, but I want you to put feet and hands to your prayer. I want you to look for opportunities to serve them and with them. Listen, these are these are these Gold Star families, they're real heroes. They're, they're real heroes in your hometown. They're people and families that are carrying on the tradition of heroism and love of country. I want to give a special shout-out to the great Gold Star families. People say, why don't you support this? Why don't you support that? Look, I'll go and speak to any of them that I verify, usually through Drago, uh, that they're real and they're good. Uh, but the Michael Strange Foundation, Charlie and Marianne Strange, and the Hill Groups, and Sean and Angie, and so many great volunteers. You're going to be working this week out in Lomont, Colorado. I think 26 or 27 Gold Star families are going to be there. You're going to be. I know how you're ministering to them. I've watched you do it. I'll be at the one in Wildwood, New Jersey. I wasn't able to get out there to uh, Colorado this time, prior engagements, but... My thoughts and prayers are with you. You're going to be blessing these folks. Debbie Lee, America's Mighty Warriors. Love you, sister. Karen and Billy Vaughn. Love those two. Operation 300 and For Our Son. All of whom Drago knows. Drago knows these people, and they love him, and they respect him. We're going to welcome Drago right now to the radio program. Drago, can you hear us? Uh, yes, I can. Thank you for having me on your show, Sean. This is Drago. Oh, it's my pleasure, and it's an honor. 
So I. Uh, so where where are we right now? Let's see. We're we're probably I'm guessing in the the Midwest. Uh, you don't have to tell us exactly where, but um, we're hopefully we'll be able to maintain our connection with the uh, the weather. Is we got really bad weather here, and uh, our other guest Eric Stackelbeck, uh, he had a flight that was originally canceled, and then some other stuff happened. But um, we we've got more time with you, and we're real real glad about that. So tell me, Drago, what in the world? You grew up, and your story is so compelling, I have to tell you. And and here's the funny thing. Before I met you, I'd had heard about you and heard about you and heard about you. And so many people from the community, this, this special operations community, said, you've got to meet this guy. And Charlie Strange and um, Charlie and Marianne Strange, who I love them, um, I absolutely love them, uh, they they kept saying, oh, you got to meet this guy. you got to meet this guy. And then um, the Hill Groobs, you know, they kept telling me, you got to meet this guy. He's got to be on your show. And then other SEALs who are both active and retired, your name kept popping up. And I kept seeing you in the same circles uh, because I'm, I have a very uh, tender heart for the Gold Star families. And, they, and, and in that thread, you kept showing up. So Tell me, um, if you can, as much as you can, where are you from and, and how did you come to know about America? What were your impressions of America? Uh, thanks, uh, first, thank you very much for the kind word. Um, I'm not different than any other SEAL. I'm just a product of the SEAL program and, and BATS and, and my experience like anybody else. In our community, we SEALs are made of very exceptional people. So, uh, I'm, like I say, I'm not different than any other SEAL uh, there is out there. So I'm just like I'm just one of them. Uh, yes, I came from Poland. I grew up in communist Poland, uh, where I spent two years in communist prison for uh, trying to overthrow communist government. This has been anti-communist propaganda. Basically. I was political prisoner for two years, and just recently I was exonerated. The new Polish government uh, exonerated all political prisoners from uh, communist regime. Uh, that's nice to hear. Uh, actually, my paperwork uh, and all the documents from my process are online, uh, easy accessible. So anybody can read that. Um, so I came to the United States uh, in 1984. I had only bag of clothes with me. I didn't even speak English very well at the time. So uh, I became U.S. citizen five years later in 1991, six years later when uh, actually we were in the war, first Persian war. So of course as a new citizen, it was, I believe, my moral obligation to support my country, how the best I can do it. Well, I think joined military. So that's what I did. And uh, it happened. I joined the Navy, became U.S. Navy SEAL, and uh, retired after 20 years in 2011. All right, so let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. So you're in Poland as a young man. Why the United States? Of all the places you could have gone, there's lots of places that are closer. Yes, there are, but there's only one country in the world that is exceptional, that you can be whoever you are able to be. Please notice I'm not saying whoever you want to be, because, you know, I may want to be an astronaut, but I don't my head not have the capabilities to be one. But I can be here whoever I am able to be, and then nothing stops me. There is no, besides this is country of free men, it's not all over the world. It is exceptional country, and I remember even being in prison, we were looking after the United States, 
what what the United States will do about this whole situation in Poland. And um, so for me, it was great honor when I became U.S. citizen. So I don't consider myself a Polish American, like some people call me. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in something hyphen American. I am an American. And for 20 years, every morning I was living to work, I was earning this honor to be an American. Mm. So what did you have to do in order to become an American and to be able to eventually serve uh, in the military? Because that's quite a process. It is quite a process. Uh, it, it is, yes. And also, well, you first you need to learn English. You need to understand English. You need to know some history of the country and uh, be good with good moral standing and uh, legal standing. And you said something that I'm a little stuck on. Uh, I'm a little confused here, brother. You said you had to learn English. Uh, people today are coming in in droves, and they're not. They're being told they don't have to learn English. In fact, they're being uh, provided uh, teachers that teach in their native tongue in the high schools. They're in their neighborhoods. Well, the signs are. Yes, and this is called immigration, and this kind of insulting. This is not immigration. This is invasion, in my opinion. I'm sorry about that if I offend anybody, but. You know, this is not immigration. This is pillaging our country. We don't have unlimited resources, and we need to limit or control who is coming in. And uh, what, what is happening right now, I think, I believe it is very dangerous to our country. And, of course, English. Uh, you know, a, speaking on the note, uh, people ask me if my kids speak uh, Polish. Well, I say no. They, they have a need to speak Polish, but they do speak perfect English, and I'm proud of it. Hey, Amen. That's awesome. That is awesome. I love that. So, so you uh, you get here to the United States. You have a basically a bag of clothes. Uh, you have a, a bag of clothes. If you don't mind sharing with our audience, uh, what was your first impression? I, I'm sure you had ideas as to what it would be like here, but what was your first impression when you got here? The first, I think, that the most <laughs> something would strike me the most was the the, the freedom. I, that I can do whatever I want to do. There is nobody to tell me what I need to do or how I need to do. Matter of fact, when I was coming here, the, the communists, their propaganda was saying, if you go to the West, especially to the United States, you will have to become what they tell you become. You will have to become a spy. You have to do this and this and that. Well, let me tell you, the only thing that I was asked is to rest customs and the law of the land. And that, that was it. And then I was on my own pretty much. Of course, not quite on my own because there's a lot of U.S. citizens, a lot of Americans who are helping me to settle down, to guide me to, the, to, the, uh, to my life at the beginning and, uh, and helping me. So uh, uh, please remember that everything I have today, I owe to the United States, to America and American citizens. And oh, I'm man. one of them now. Well, we are honored to have you here and and to be an American citizen. I um, I'm curious. How old were you when you got here? I was 24. 24 years old. So you'd lived uh, all of your childhood, and and a part of of you know being a young man, and you you're suddenly here in the United States. You've got a bag of clothes. You you could barely speak the language. What was your first job? What did you do? What was the first thing you did when you got here as far as, well, how do you provide? 
I was a janitor. I was uh, cleaning uh, classrooms in the church and toilets and uh, learning English at the same time. So basically, I learned English by myself. And, you know, uh, I still make a lot of grammar errors and mistakes because of it. But I learned by myself. I, had, I remember I had a map and, and back in one hand and dictionary in the other hand trying to memorize words and learn English. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a process. And some of the stories are so uh, so funny, but I don't think they are on the radio. <laughs> talking about it. But that there are stories with my English. Well, I, I tell you this. It, it is an amazing thing. So you, you get to the United States. You're 24 years old. You have to learn the language, so you're you're proactive. You get you go and get a dictionary, and you learn uh, straight from the book. And you're you're uh, being a um, a custodian, a janitor. You you're you're working with one hand on the mop, the other hand to learn English, and you're Correct. driven. I mean, clearly, anybody that's seen you, uh, this is this is something that I've I've heard from the SEAL community, from different friends that I have, and then after meeting you. It was obviously very clear that you're very driven uh, and motivated and disciplined in a lot of areas. One of those areas is physical fitness because they all say that you could go back into battle. Several of them said to me, you know, he's a specialist as a breacher, a naval special warfare lead breacher. And, uh, you know, that's the guy that busts the door. And they said, you know, he doesn't need equipment to break the door down. He just needs him. So you clearly are very disciplined and I think there's a radical difference between you and your mindset. And and quite frankly, um, you know, I, I'd like to make it clear to our audience. Our audience knows this about me, but they don't know you. Uh, I get accused of this a lot, saying you're anti-immigration. I'm anti-illegal immigration. I'm anti-bringing in gang members and people who have no intention to learn our language and no intention to respect our, our flag, you know. Uh, there are kids in a Texas school uh, right now who were sent home. <coughs> excuse me, they were suspended on Cinco de Mayo a couple years ago, uh, actually last year, because they wore American flag shirts on Cinco de Mayo, and they said, you know, that's offensive to our Mexican uh, immigrants, to our to our Hispanic immigrants. You know, Sean, can I interject something? I don't see you as an anti-immigrant. I am immigrant. I see you as a concerned citizen, just like I am. You know, that calling this uh, the hordes invading our country immigration is an insult to the legal immigrants. And this is not immigration again. This is pillaging our country, where the money and the resources are being sent out, out of our country, instead of reinvestment in our communities. So that's, uh, that's on the note. I would like to interject something else, too. You know, I prefer not to talk about Navy SEALs because there is nothing, I think, that the Navy SEALs, the untold story, that, there is no such thing anymore. I think there is, there is so many stories and so many people speaking out about it. Um, I was not authorized. I don't feel authorized to speak for Navy SEALs. I'm not speaking for them. I'm speaking for myself. I just want to make it perfectly clear. Uh, we still have the guys down the range. We still have the guys in the fight. So my respect goes to them, and I just try to refrain myself from speaking uh, about Navy SEALs and uh, uh, my impression of speaking for Navy SEALs. I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm no, no. proud to be one of them, but uh, not... I'm, not, I'm not speaking for myself. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. Absolutely. So let me let me just enlighten our audience a little bit as to kind of, uh, you know, you graduated as the number one recruit from the Great Lakes Boot Camp. You graduated from BUDS, which is Basic Underwater Demolition SEAL Training. December of, of 92, uh, you were on yeah. Team 2. Team... <laughs> you, were, you were what? I was 33 years old at that time, so I'm like one of the oldest guys. One of the few other guys who ever made it. Yeah, I remember Chris Kyle. Uh, before Chris died, he and I were building a friendship, and uh, he uh, he told me he said they used to call him old man in class a lot because he was a, a little bit of an older guy to be going through SEAL training. And so, thirty in your thirties, that is considered quite old. Yes. How did you get in such good shape before you you got there? Because you just you went straight through. There was no recycles. There was no injuries. There was you just you went through. I mean it. Now I won't. I don't want to uh, say you breezed through, but no, I did not. It was it, it is ordeal and it's a six month ordeal. And for me, it was a bit longer because I was injured in the first phase and rolled back to class behind where I had to start all over. But uh, uh, yeah, this uh, it's it's great training and it produces great people. Awesome. So you were uh you were deployed to Iraq in uh 03, 04 and 05 as a special warfare lead breacher and you had over 100 direct action missions. That's a lot, folks. If if you're out there listening and you're not a military person, that is a huge number. And you also I sir that do have much more missions than I do. So I have to admit that and uh I like I say I like to stay away from the <laughs> Sure. Your teams, these people are still in the fight, and out of right. respect to my teammates. Right. I, 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 there is something I would like to talk, Sean. There is something which I actually become became known here in the in the community uh, after the Iraq and after the combat mission. It is protecting our gold star families and uh, exposing crooks and thieves, fleecing our community. And uh, that's uh, something what is important and close to my heart because I've seen too many of these families being being uh, scammed and fleeced with no recourse to or, or, or very little recourse as to these crooks and thieves preying on these vulnerable families. How did you come to find out about that? That's obviously in my open. You you can hear that it, that's that's huge for me. But how how did you? How did that come to happen for you? There was not a chosen adventure. When I came back from Iraq, uh, from my uh, third tour to Iraq, uh, I was attacked. My family was attacked by crooks and thieves. Matter of fact, they started publishing my name, a roadmap to my home on social media while connecting to jihadist accounts on, the, on, 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 on Twitter and Facebook. So I was appalled how our citizen can stoop himself so low to, to attack us and danger not only me, but my family and my children. So this is how it started. But then I was starting getting calls from other families, from my teammates, they, what's going on. I, and I just could not stand idly by and decide to do something about it. And please remember that there is not really much record against scammers and crooks. Because if you go to police, they will tell you, well, it seems to me like a single mother. You need to go get a lawyer. You go to the lawyer, that costs you money and time. And they, the lawyer will tell you most of the time that, yeah, you may win the case, but most likely you won't win anything back. You just lose the money. If we're talking about up to or more than $100,000 if you, if you proceed 
not none of these families have that type of that type of resources. So pretty much they are left out with nothing to to defend themselves. So I did. Uh, I decided to do something about it, and I gave them the tools to defend themselves and protect themselves. Hmm. That's a powerful statement because I know you retired uh, from the Navy SEALs, and so you you could have easily just kind of kicked your feet back. You've earned the right to, well, to rest a little bit. From 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 from, chase, from, from getting terrorists to getting crooks and thieves, different battlefield, but that's dangerous. I I could be very dangerous too to the families and to to anybody yeah. around. Yeah, I'm familiar. I, I've actually done a lot uh, in this arena as well, and and you're a really great resource. So, um, you, obviously, you saw a lot of Gold Star families, uh, both within the special operations community and outside the special operations community. You saw them being taken advantage of by a lot of nefarious individuals and groups, sadly. Yeah, and, you know, one thing I've learned, and I know that the Michael Strange Foundation is putting on um, – they're putting on one of their their seminars here over Memorial Day weekend, and out in Longmont, Colorado. And one of the thing that is one of the topics that they talk about. Hey, you can you can be taken advantage of, and we want to make sure that you're not. This is what to look for. But everybody else, you, you know, when I was talking to people uh, in in show prep uh, for this show today, I was saying, you know, you, you've got to understand. You know, they would say, what's the show about, and who's this Drago? Uh, I would say he's a guy who served, and now he's serving in a different way. He he is fighting to protect the uh, Gold Star families from being taken advantage of. And they said, wait a second, taken advantage of by who? So who who are the crooks? Who are these nefarious individuals that are that are doing this? Right. I don't want to bring the names because uh, not the names, but organizations because I don't want to create publicity for them. But you know, I will talk about them in a second. Just if you want to find out the details, you are welcome to go to our website. It's dragoslist, dragoslist.org, and we have we are posting the cases up there. Which uh, we have one ongoing case where organization was operating since 2013 illegally. Without without permit, collecting money on behalf of other other families, while uh, also so after we outed them and uh, they started actually do the same thing what the original individual from Arizona did, posting our names on jihadist accounts and on Twitters, Twitter and Facebook while connecting to jihadist accounts. Also, when we find out that the leader of this group uh, that scam is a fake gold star mom. Or wife sometimes depends. She let me believe that she is gold star wife, but she still uh, 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 claims the gold star status. And uh, so finally, it came out like great grand aunt or something. Uh, well, there is no such thing as a gold star great grandpa and uh, or great grand aunt. Uh, that woman is just despicable, and she's running the, of that, that that scam. You can read about on our web, on our website. So yeah, we, we, uh-huh. we just just so you know, we just put it up. Uh, we just put a link to that up on uh, Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, and also on Twitter at the Ninja Pastor. So if you go there to either of those places, you're all you have to do is just click on that, and you're good to go. 
and also as we speak, we are keep adding new stuff. We are building that website. It's a fairly new idea, and uh, you know, people can go to GuideStar or they can go to uh, Charity Navigator to get some of the information. And this is great resource, and this is what you need to do first. But also, what they what they don't do is is, is expose the crooks and post the crooks online. So if you want to know, if you are by the chance not dealing with the crooks and thieves, please check on our website and see if they, maybe those those people are actually contacting you and trying to get you into the trouble. You see, uh, what I can talk about it for hours, but we are dealing with extremely dangerous people who have no scruples, and they will freeze your charity, they will freeze your organization and you. And they will leave you in the shambles and move on. They move on on the, tar on the on different target, and you'll be the one explaining what happened to your organization. They what they do like this organization, organization. What what they just did to a charity, they use their social media to attack to defend themselves and attack veterans and supporters who outed them. So their account stays fairly clear, but the charity they took over and hijacked. That account is the one that is attacking now veterans. So I think we address that, and uh, it is coming to the end. Uh, but it is very dangerous. It is, it is not only threat to your organization, but to threat to you personally. Please remember that, uh, just again, like this recent organization, they stole database from different charities. Then they were contacting and harassing the donors and contacts from the list. And they still do it, I believe. So we just need to be careful, and uh, because we are responsible not only for our safety, but also for safety of the donors and people who trust us. If you lose sure. trust, the organization is going uh, to fall. Wow. Hey, would you be willing to take a couple of calls? Um, sure. Okay. Here we go. All right. You're on the collision of faith and politics. What's your name? Hey, Drago, it's me, Dave Perkins, Dr. Sean. How are you, buddy? Old friend, Hi. old friend Dave. Hi, absolutely, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Drago, I remember when you first, uh, someone put me in touch with you because I was trying to figure out how to deal with a uh, a bad guy. Even in the ranks of Naval Special Warfare, there's one or two that have to be dealt with in the same way that the scammers have to be dealt with. And so... I came in contact with Drago because of that about three years ago, and I've been sitting back and admiring him ever since. Dr. Sean, you've got a winner here. This guy is the best of America. He really is. I agree. You, I agree. I, Very inspiring. I yes, I remember the case, and uh, yes, absolutely. Unfortunately, even within our community, sometimes we have a bad apple, and uh, um, you know what? If, 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 if it is bad, I had no qualms to expose it and, 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 and squash it. This is, uh, please remember, the Trident is not a ticket to scam and swindle people. But it happened for one or two cases where, uh, yes, but I remember that particular case. It was really bad, and that individual, I believe, is, uh, is, is known now. Well, I know you are grateful to be an American, and I just want you to know America is immensely fortunate and delighted to have you. Thank God you're here, and thank you for being my fellow American. Thank you, Dave. It is honor America. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for calling in. Thanks. All right. We have another call here from Pennsylvania. Hello. Welcome to the Collision of Faith and Politics with Drago. What's your name? 
Hey, Drago. My name is Bob from uh, Philadelphia. I'm a volunteer for the Michael Strange Foundation. I'd like to thank you for your service first. And I'd thank like you. to ask you a, qu- a question about what it's like to come from a communist country and tell the American people why our freedom is worth fighting for. Well, the, the, the first thing, uh, can you repeat your question because that phone is breaking out on me? I said, what is it like to come from a communist country is the first question. And yeah. the second part was to tell what? the American people why our freedom is worth fighting for. First of all, please remember I spent two years in communist prison just for believing that the communism is bad. And that there is no, uh, you have no recourse when the government controls everything from the, uh, uh, the, the judicial system and every other facet of public life. You basically can't hide, you can't do anything, and if you offend or even you do something that is perceived as offensive to the government, the communist government, they can put you to jail, they can do whatever they want to do with you, and you have no recourse. There is nothing you know you can do except just fight the oppressive government. That's what I did, decide to do. Thank you for that. Well, I'll tell you what, that's that's powerful. Um in this country, one of the biggest questions I got asked when 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 I was talking uh to people about you coming on the show, they were stunned. I mean, they they said, you know, how in the world does a guy come from that to here and then become so committed so quickly and so powerfully become so committed to serving freedom? Really serving freedom, and and not only serving freedom. Quite frankly, putting your life on the line—that's that's unreal. Uh, today, when people come to this country, uh, and I like the word you use, Drago. You say uh, it's not it's not immigration; it's invasion. Uh, but we're inviting. And the thing that I fear, and I know a lot of other people, they have said to me this week. They said, you know, it's going to be here in America like it was maybe in uh, Drago's, the country he came from, the communist country, because everything is being changed to that. And I have great fear of it. Obviously, so many great people, so many great warriors have given everything they have to... uh, By the way, uh, Bob, thank you so much for calling in. Do you have another question for Drago? I just wanted to say uh, thanks for your service, buddy, and uh, I met you a couple times, and you're the man. It was a lot to serve. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for your call. All right, so so I guess maybe I do want to talk about that just a second. We're going to get into what are the threats to Gold Star families and, and their organizations from individuals and groups, how to protect yourself and your organization from these people, and how to deal with these people in general uh, to protect your nonprofits and other veterans' organizations. But one of the quick questions, I'm looking here, and I'm seeing a lot of questions. Holy moly. I'm sorry that I missed all these. Um, A lot of questions are being asked. They said that because you're from a communist country, um, it's inarguable that you get it. We always use American terms, uh, you know, oh, that guy, he really gets it. And in your case, it seems like you would really, really get it. You get freedom because you came from oppression. 
you you get liberty because you came where from where there was none. Yes, but I'm not think, I don't think I'm the only one understanding it. I think we have most of the majority of our citizens do understand it, and they do understand that this is a great country worth fighting for. So uh, I just have maybe a little bit deeper insight the dangers and how dangerous the other system and some of the conversion that some try to implement here in our country. And that's dangerous because that uh, that can actually... Uh, they can, it can destroy our freedom, the freedoms that we have and enjoy. Well, how do we stop that? How do we stop that? From your perspective, how do we how do we stop this? We need to exercise our rights. We need to vote. We do need to vote. And I understand that some people say, "Well, you know, that is my vote doesn't count." It does. And you do need to go and vote. This is the only way we can change it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's why I'm so aligned with the Center for Self-Governance. I would like to just point something out. We talk a lot about tolerance. It's great. But please remember that uneducated tolerance is as dangerous as intolerance. There are things that we should not tolerate. We shouldn't tolerate behaving. We should not tolerate stoning pregnant women to death. We should not tolerate many things, and we should be outspoken about it. What do you make of these? Uh, uh, just a curious uh, question for you. What do you make of these American uh, kids, these young people, joining ISIS, going over and serving uh, uh, on the side of ISIS? What do you What do you make of that? But most of these kids are not from poor places. Of course, and uh, this is this is, tells me that we lost the battle on educational level. We lost the uh, schools and universities. To uh, we allow communists and anti-American elements to teach our kids, and those are the results of it. Well, well, I know you have my book, "Excellence Kill the Church: How Mediocrity is Destroying America," and uh, and and it and I talk about that in the book. I mean, we have lost the battle for our children in the schools because we're more interested in teaching them uh, about you know so and so has two dads or so and so has two moms, or teaching them how to use condoms. Uh, then how to know the history of this country, the true, the real history, not the re- revisionist history. And we're so busy teaching them how to be tolerant that we forget that. You're exactly right, uh, Drago. There are some things that we should not be tolerant of. There are things we should not tolerate. And so, well, we have another caller. Hang on just one second here. Let me link them in. Hello, and welcome to the Collision of Faith and Politics with Dr. Sean. We have our guest, Drago. What's your name? Uh, Jeremy. How you doing, Jeremy? Uh, did you say Jerry or Jeremy? Jeremy. Jeremy. Good to have you, Jeremy. What would you like to say to Drago? Uh, well, I, I, I was just listening, and, um, you know, all these things that are going on, like up in North Carolina, this, uh, these, these kids were saying gay or whatever, and this teacher pulled out this book called King and King about a same-sex couple and read it to the classroom. But if that same teacher would have pulled out a Bible and read it to the classroom, now everybody threw a fit in the school would have been sued and everything else. But what's wrong with America is that Americans have let the 1%, which is 1% of Americans are gay. Okay, so 1% of Americans stood up and they used their voice, and now they're coercing you know, the media and society and all that. This is the way we want to go. When well, you, you uh, see in the 50s and the 60s where the Christianity and 
everybody who believed that you know marriage man woman and all that they was they was using the media for themselves. And now that we've got away from that, and everybody's afraid to just say something because you're everybody's afraid they're going to get sued nowadays. Man, so I mean, that's the problem. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your call. You're dead on accurate. A great resource, just so you know, for your schools is AllianceDefendingFreedom.org. On our uh, on our Facebook page, there's a link to it. Um, It's just Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. You go there. There's a link right there. You can get a free from Alliance Defending Freedom. You can get a free student rights handbook. So, Jeremy, thank you for your call from North Carolina, the great state of North Carolina. you made like a pretty important point here that our values, our Christian values, being pushed away and shoved somewhere down, were uh, and replaced with something which I think most of us are not very fond of. That's that is concerning. But again, we need to vote. We need to exercise our citizens' right to reverse the trend. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, we're going to commercial here. Uh, if you can hang on, uh, just. For a couple minutes, we're going to go to commercial here, and you're actually going to hear a little bit about uh, something that I am very involved in uh, that I really, really, really uh, feel very, very strongly about. I really feel that this is the ticket to to, uh, go back to self-governance. It's only two minutes long. Listen, folks, hang in with us. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with Drago. Be right back. Hey, happy warriors. This is the Ninja Pastor here. Listen. Keepers of the Republic, people who care about the future of this country, if that's you, and you're not the you that just wants to talk about it, just do Facebook posts, just do Twitter, but, I mean, you really want to do something, you really want to make a difference, you're called a keeper of the Republic. Our founders clearly detailed that we, the people, would keep our Republic if we participated in our own governance. Self-governance, let me tell you what, requires education, participation, sacrifice, and determination, and the belief that you can make a difference. Look, you got to do something, but what is something? As I said, Facebook posts, they won't save the republic. Neither will rallies or voter drives. It goes way deeper. And if you truly want to do something of value that is also effective, the question is, are you willing? Listen, you can go to centerforselfgovernance.com or you can go to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. There's a link there uh, for a center of self-governance. All you do is click there. While you're there at facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, Click on like and sign up, and you'll have all these links uh, immediately available to you. Super, super easy. And I can help arrange courses for you in the Northeast and elsewhere. you got to do it. You say, i got to do something. I want to do something. This is the something. This is the something really big. This is the secret sauce. you got to ask yourself some tough questions. Do you really have what it takes? Do you really have what it takes to help save this country? Do you really want to save the country? Have you given up already? Then here's the really, really tough question. Am I worth the blood and treasure already sacrificed for liberty and freedom? Am I worth the acres of crosses in Arlington, Virginia, and towns across America? Soldiers who gave everything, committed everything to our freedom. How do you do it? Go to my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, and then click on the link to this, Center for Self-Governance. It will be right there. You want to do something? This is your something. Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again is Dr. Sean. Awesome. 
Welcome back. We really appreciate you, and uh, thank you for hanging with us. And that was a, a timely commercial talking about how to get the Republic back. Hey, listen, I wanted to get into uh, Drago. We're here with Drago, a United States Navy SEAL, retired. Uh, just a, a great, great man. By the way, if you missed the first part of the show, uh, li- less than literally less than three minutes after this show is over, you'll be able to listen to a free uh, download of it. It's it's absolutely free, an MP3. And you just want to click on subscribe. When you go to the God and Country radio page, click on subscribe. You'll be able to get that automatically. You won't even have to fool with it. And, uh, and it's, it's all free. It doesn't cost you a thing. So, Drago, what is the threat to the Gold Star families and, and their organizations from these groups? You talked about the nefarious people uh, that are out there and groups. Really, you mentioned one that was an actual group, a formed group. What is the threat? Okay. Well, before even I get to it, I just would like to ask to, yeah, I would really prefer to be introduced as a great American. Uh, as a Navy SEAL, I'm, I'm, I'm a retired Navy SEAL, and, uh, you know, there's uh, people still in the fight. So uh, I'm, I'm very proud of the time being, being called American. So, yeah, I'm American. But anyway. Well, we're happy so, to do that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. It's great. It's not only... Uh, threat to their reputation, and here I would like to bring the example of Curian ongoing case, where the group of three crooks, three women, hijacked the charity and used it to bow and, 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 and attack the veterans and uh, the supporters who exposed them. So they use their social media, and this is what will happen. If, you, if the organization and with the Gold Star family will allow crooks and thieves into their uh, organization, that's what may happen. This is the extreme, because this group was already booted from three different charities. And, uh, and, uh, but this is the first organization who actually let them in. And you can see the results of it. You can see what happened. And you can read about it on our website. But also, there is a personal threat to your personal security as well. Because as these three crews, this fake Gold Star mom, or the, the, the woman who was exposed impersonating Gold Star family, she, uh, she started posting our names on account social media while at the same time connecting to jihadist accounts on Twitter and Facebook and other social media. So it, it can be dangerous. It can, it can present actually danger to your personal security as well. But mostly your, your, if, you're, if your reputation, you can, if you think about your reputation, once you connect yourself with the crook and your organizations will become associated with the crooks, uh, it, it is not, it's going to be, to be disastrous to, to, to your mission and to your, to your charity. And, and it, it happens. I mean, I have here the case uh, we were working before we exposed the uh, crook who attacked one of my teammates' parents' uh, organization. So she promised the car, she promised this, she promised that, and she promised to organize that she, she was working as a third-party charity coordinator. So, I mean, third-party fundraising coordinator. So... Uh, Eventually, people show up. The family was left in the tent trying to explain what happened. The car never materialized, and the the, the, the funds, the tickets which that crook sold, she pocketed and left. So you can read about it also. We, got, we will be posting this case uh, today on our website. 
uh, we exposed her, she went away, and uh, the family was able to rebuild their organization. But, uh, like I say, you have to be very careful uh, who you are letting into your organization, and I think the best tool, the, the best thing you can do is ask. You can ask the questions, and I can say ask, ask, and ask again. Because, uh, and if you find out the first indicator, actually, that you are dealing with crooks and thieves, will be they get offended. They, they will not want to talk to you. And that, if this is the case, if you don't get the clear picture, walk away. It is not worth it to, to, to risk your reputation, the reputation of organization uh, for, for the crooks. See, the big problem with, uh, with, with the small charities is that they lack of resources uh, for marketing. They have a hard time getting their voice out. And this makes them very susceptible to scammers, crooks, and charity bandits, the so-called third-party scammers. Uh, and and they, they will come to you. They will offer you help with the fundraising, with marketing, all for free. Well, you know, there's nothing is free. So um, hey, Hang on one second. Drago, Drago, you just said something that stuck out to me. Um, because I know, I know people want to be able to help with this. And and but th but this is something that I'd never really considered amplifying before. What to look for is people overly eager to help, because as a small organization, as you know, you're working on a shoestring, and a lot of these gold star families and and gold star groups, suddenly you're thrust into the the limelight, so to speak, uh, in the public eye, and and but you might not you might have not had any. Uh, experience in the public eye before. I know Billy and Karen Vaughn, uh, the regular people. Debbie Lee, regular person. Uh, Charlie and Marianne Strange, regular people. And all of a sudden, they're saying, "Hey, you know, nobody's helping the Gold Star families here. Why don't we do it? Why don't Why don't we do it?" And we actually outed. I think uh, Debbie hooked me up with you to help out. He is an actual Gold Star father, but but he is a scammer in the highest degree. And so uh, you protected, you helped protect uh, a, a, an organization through your research and through the information uh, that you provide, and, and it was timely. I mean, we were about to really reach out and help this guy who truly was a scammer long before his son was ever killed, and his son was actually killed. We verified that he is a Gold Star father, but uh, really tragic circumstances. But those people that are... This is very exceptional. Yes, this is, I think I know the case. It is very exceptional. Please remember, these gold star families, they suffer great loss. And this is, the, this is the pain that doesn't go away. It's not like, well, I'm going to move on. The, the missing son will be missing son 20 years from now, and the pain will right. be the same. So let's just, uh, yeah, the, 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 the case that you mentioned is, is extreme. But most of the, these parents, most of these families are, are hardworking great people who actually being in the pain trying to help other people to deal with it. So uh, right. I have great respect and it's a great honor to know many of these families. So what makes you suspicious when when you're when you're looking into somebody or, or an organization, what what raises up your uh, curiosity and a little bit of suspicion? Uh, the, the first, I think, is good example of the organization we just outed. Uh, the, one of those uh, volunteers, I call it in quotation volunteers, one of these crooks, 
came up to one of our Godstar panelists and through volunteer hair services. And finally, she who was helping here with the Navy SEAL Museum, with Navy SEALs here, Navy SEALs there. Um, well, when we started asking the questions, first she, we couldn't get a straight answer. Eventually, she got offended and uh, said, well, I do not want to... Uh, she, she attacked that charity event. So then they will find out that Kirk was running multiple fake CEOs accounts on Twitter and Facebook. So after she was exposed, she went away. But they went on a different charity, another charity. So they were caught stealing uh, dollars and contacts. They were fired from there. They moved on to another charity and started attacking, using that charity name, another charity, and, and our supporters. So they, they got fired again. Now they latched on another charity, but these uh, uh, good people let them in into their circle. So they trashed it. They completely used it to to, to fight uh, and attack uh, the, the, our veterans and our organization. They used that charity for that. Their accounts they cleared. They didn't use their account to attack. They used the charity to attack uh, the, uh, our supporters and our organization and us veterans. What's interesting so, is if you look at the if so if, if you, you don't, well, if, I'm sorry if you cannot get straight answer and you have to ask detailed questions if you cannot get detailed answer walk away it is not worth it. it it is it is better to grow slowly and continue what you do eventually your name will start coming up then destroy it uh, for what you may think quick help and quick cash from the crooks. Mm-hmm. Well, and and the thing is, is one of the things that makes them so vulnerable is they're small, they're new to this. Uh, you know, the Gold Star families are new to this. They they are already hurting. You know, uh, they're they're wanting to help other Gold Star families, but they're already hurting themselves. And and sometimes, you know, they're still in the the depth of that pain. And so they, you know, their mind is really focused on good things and helping the other Gold Star families. And, uh, that you know they might miss certain things, and their heart is open, um, and people take advantage of it. I think the biggest thing that you know I talk about situational awareness when I train people in in personal uh, or cor- corporate security situations is situational awareness, being alert and and aware, uh, being not uh, not missing the fact that, you know what, uh, this person may not be who they say they are. And, I, and I, I like what you say about asking the detailed question. So important, also, the detailed uh, question. Yes, uh, their paperwork. If, if you need to carefully examine their paperwork. Like, again, this, this case with the recent crooks and thieves we just caught and exposed, they were running fundraising since 2013 illegally without having a paperwork. When asked about it, they come up with all kinds of funny answers, and they sound pretty legit because they practice it. They practice with one organization where it didn't work. They caught them, so they move on to another one, try different venue, I mean, different way, different approach, until they find out what works. And eventually they move on, and they are smooth. They know what they do. If their paperwork is not ordered, don't deal with them. Work away. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. 
What is after you've asked the questions and you've walked away? What what is the next step? If they let's say somebody comes up to a gold store organization and they say, hey, uh, you know, we want to help you. We have resources. We have a great network. Uh, you know, we have a large Twitter following. Uh, we have money. This is one I'm su- I'm really surprised about. I've I've been hearing this a lot. That um, what they do is they they catch them. Uh, they say, hey, you know, I know you guys are working on a shoestring. You don't have much money, but uh, we have access to some people with money that would be glad to donate. Uh, you know, we just have to create the relationship and work with you on that. Uh, and that's sometimes how they get you. They get you kind of hooked in, not because. The, the Gold Star families or the Gold Star organizations are greedy. It's just because it's just a rare thing that somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I know a lot of people that have financial resources who are eager to donate money. Uh, and, you know, it's that's a tough thing when, when money is so tight. You, you know, say again. Uh, it is, especially for small organizations. It is, it, it is easy bait. It is easy, something easy for them to uh, to present to organization and, uh, and 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 inject themselves. I'm talking about curves, inject themselves into the organization by false promises. And most of the time, these are false promises. They just uh, they they have their own agenda. They are not there to help you. They are there just to make the money as much as they can and run, and they don't care if they leave your organization in shambles. Like, again, please read about the cases that we just exposed. I mean, this is pretty disturbing, what these crews and thieves, the less they go to, 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 to scam people out of the money. I think one of the things good people in America, you know, you mentioned that you want to be known as a great American, uh, not necessarily for what you did previous. Uh, you know, and, and what you retired from. But a part of being a great American is being an informed American, being plugged in. Um, a great saying that, I, that I've said many, many times, and a gold star dad actually is the person who I heard this from. Uh, they said, America's not at war. America's at the mall. The American soldier is at war. And so many Americans uh, believe that uh, look, if I'm on Facebook and every now and then I share a, a good post, you know, or a patriotic uh, a flag or something, that somehow or another I'm doing my part. And and that's nice. That feels good. But you know what? That 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 doesn't do anything it, because your your friends list are usually made up of people who uh, are like-minded people. They're just they think like you. They have access to most of the same information. So you're you're kind of we have a saying uh in America you've probably heard a hundred times, preaching to the choir. You, you you know, when when you're constantly going on and on, that's not really that's not really helping. Um but like if folks go to uh Facebook dot com backslash God and Country Radio, there is a link there right now that'll take you right to Drago's list that and, and read about it and then find out how you can get involved in helping. Not just in routing out um the, the the scammers and the, the really evil people. But let's be honest. Uh, I know Drago. You have seen some evil folks in your time and in your experience, and I have seen some very evil e- evil folks uh, in my experience and in my time. And people are always shocked at how evil certain people can be, how heartless 
and ruthless uh, and just totally devoid of morals that some folks can be. And it's shocking to people, and they say, no, that can't be. And so they get taken in because they don't realize how evil some folks can be. I think it's this way with, with ISIS. Uh, you know, I think a lot of Americans, they just can't believe they're that bad. They just can't believe it. It's not only that, uh, uh, Sean. I, I believe there's another problem here, too. We tend to extrapolate our values, our moral values, right. different cultures, and this is which is totally incompatible with our values, which the people think totally differently. You can't do it. You, you need to understand the culture. You cannot just say, well, if I just go and talk to him nicely, he will be nice to me. That is, is not the case. If we are yeah. dealing with different values, opposite values, and, and different culture, we need to learn and understand that culture before we uh, start talking to them. And this is the biggest mistake I think our politicians also make. They extrapolate the values, the moral values uh, of our country and uh, our culture on that totally different opposed culture. And that's, that's very dangerous. Yeah, winning the hearts and minds uh, of them I, is one of the uh, one of the things that I know. Uh, I met with Billy and Karen Vaughn. Uh, yeah, actually, I, not. I, I, I never went there to win anybody's minds and hearts. I went there to kill the bad guys, and and I went there not for the hearts. I went for the uh, kill them. Yeah, amen. And I think that's the key to winning. But but the. The, the super soft leftist uh, mindset that's out there now, that's running this country now, unfortunately, they they are of the belief. Uh, how does how does a country, how does an administration, a presidential administration, and they actually said this. I'm quoting them: "ISIS caught us by surprise." I don't know how, how does that happen. You know, it, it's just and so if it catches the administration who has. Things like, uh, well, I know he wasn't listening to his briefings. The president wasn't reading his his blue papers uh, because I know the people that present it, and I know for a fact he wasn't reading them. And after a while, he stopped taking the briefing meetings. But, um, you know, I can see because he has an agenda, but but the average American, they would be shocked to know, not just ISIS. I mean, ISIS is evil as as evil can get, but... Yes, the, the funny thing is that uh, that thing didn't catch by surprise most of our citizens. They just caught by surprise the elite. That there's very few people in the administration, but the, most of us were not surprised. Yeah. Nothing, not that. So it didn't cut Americans by surprise. It just caught by surprise some people, people in our administration. Yeah, agreed, agreed for sure. So when we when we're dealing with uh, let's say, let's say you know I've got Susie uh, out in my audience, and she's a she is a uh, gold star mom, and she's you know she, in her town there are other gold star families, and she kind of wants to start a little group uh, to get together with these families and and link them with uh, you know safe organizations, uh, gold star organizations, and but she doesn't know where to start. Now I know I always uh, say this to people when, and I've been approached many, many times. So many different, and I, I don't have that big of a reach. I mean, four hundred thousand people in the scheme of things is very small. Uh, but um, I do get approached a lot by people who say to me, "Hey, listen, why don't you talk about such and such uh, a veteran organization, or why don't you talk about such and such?" you know, wounded this or that organization. And I and I have to say to them, I say, you know, there's a lot of great organizations out there. I I honestly 
you know, I, I, unfortunately, I can't research all of them. Uh, I want to, I want to, you know, uh, promote good and and uh, and I, I'm always, I'm a veteran, so I'm, I'm actually a Navy veteran, so I always, I always want to promote veterans' issues and 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 Gold Star family issues, and and I want to do that. That's, but I can't do everybody. So one of the things that I've done, and I know that uh, you are a great resource for this, but as I, I go to organizations that I know are solid, and I say, hey, talk to these people and see if they've ever dealt with them. Uh, see if, And what that does is that spreads among the community. Hey, this person is bad. You, you do not want to mess with this person. Um, and, and to root them out and to create a, a wall, if you Absolutely. will. Absolutely. That's my another point, the communication, communication, communication. You do need to communicate. If you run across the crews, if you run across people who did something to you in your organization, you need to speak out about it. This is the biggest problem. And, you know, this is what the crews and thieves are counting on. They are counting on intimidating and silence of the victims. And they know how to intimidate people. So, uh, you, you know, you... You just need to spread the word. You need to let other people know what happened to you, about what this organization did to you. That's the best way to to to, to prevent spreading the scam. Uh, the prevention is the best tool. I mean, once they could get hold of your organization, it's kind of late. So uh, you need to do your homework. Another thing you mentioned something: starting a new organization, uh, starting a new group. What is important is. Take your time. Time, do it slower, but do it in the legal way. Get the paperwork, file the paperwork, register your organization. If you pursue 501c3, it is not that difficult. It can be done even without the attorney, but I recommend you take one and register as a 501c3. And do not, uh, do not try to go faster than the than, 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 uh, just take it slow, but do it right. So take your time, take it slow, uh, go by the steps, go by the list. Is there is there a resource that you know of for somebody maybe that is uh, wanting to do it right? They're they're wanting to to uh, you know mark all the put the checks in all the boxes and do it completely right. Is there a place they can go uh, so that yeah. they don't make a mistake? We- we will be posting it online. We have the list almost ready. We just were putting finishing touches on it. So when you go to our uh, to online to our website, so I think by the end of this week, you can find this little checklist. There will be like two different lists. Uh, one will be with, you know, what to do, you know, when you attack, but also another, and how to recognize the codes. But also another one will be the checklist, you know, what the, the steps you need to take to build your organization in a reputable way. Awesome. Um, so, so we will we'll be posting it. But also, you know, it might sound funny, but like, I, I, we get a lot of help from IRS people. You, they, they, most of the time they will work with you. They will try to help you. And I personally find out them being very helpful. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I know I know several IRS people who are – Really committed uh, to their jobs, and and uh, yes. you know they're not politicians; they're career employees. They they want to do good things. They want to be great at what they do, and they do that. And they and they really serve a a, a really good purpose. So we can't always awesome. indict everybody. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they, I found them very, very helpful. I would like to just point out a couple other things, too, because um, when you start dealing with the crooks, you need to be aware of a couple things. And this is like, it's a very common thread across across all the crooks that are exposed. They almost go by the least. And you can be almost assured that they will threaten to sue those making inquiries. That's just like number one point. Two, they will claim this all lie and they have 100% innocence. Then they will attack those who made their scam public. Then try to put, they will try to put the responsibility on the victims to prove their innocence. Then they will state the proof is coming, they will prove this, will prove that, that nothing is coming up. And then they will post outdated pictures, notes, and letters they collected throughout their scamming career, career uh, uh, claiming to support the crooks. And uh, the best way to deal is to state the course, keep putting pressure on the crooks, and they usually will come uh, producing more evidence from the scammers. There's a, actually a pretty, pretty good uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 list. We call it the habits of the crooks and thieves that were exposed. Uh, it's going to be posted online as we are building our website. Awesome. So but probably by the end of this week, there's going to be a great resource, folks. If you go to uh, if you go to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, there's a link right there. If you go to at the Ninja Pastor on Twitter, there's a link right there to Drago's List. It'll take you right to it. It's a great resource. You've got to avail yourself of it. You say, look, I want to do something. I want to help these Gold Star families. I want to help these organizations. i got to do something. I want to do something. Well, what's the something? Well, you can't always go on trips to places like Colorado or Florida or, or uh, Arizona or other places where, you know, Debbie Lee and Karen and Billy Vaughn and Charlie and Marianne Strange and the Hill Grooves and Sean and Angie, all these people go to, all these great volunteers. Sometimes you can't do that. For whatever reason, you just can't do it. Well, you could support Drago's List. You could, uh, you could say, hey, you know, uh, I say this in my open every week, Drago. I say, you know, they, America, there are people in your town right now who have given their children, their spouses, their parents in these wars that we're fighting right now. And I tell them to pray for them. I tell them to look for opportunities to serve them and with them. And look, this is one of those areas. Because uh, really, honestly, the government doesn't do much. I, I say that every week. And people, one of the biggest things I get uh, a, lot of, uh, a, a lot of comments on is when I say that. I say, look, the government... They don't do much. They just don't do much, and uh, and and it's frustrating because you think that we would, you know, especially if you give your child or your your husband or your wife uh, or your mother or your father in war, in battle, killed in action, you would think the government would do more. You would think that somehow or another. Uh, the government itself. Yes, you know, there's another another angle to it as well. Uh, Talking to these families and having honor to know them, it is not only about that support, it's also about the moral support and also about the remembrance. It is important if you help them remember their children, fathers, mothers, and if you help them remember that counts a lot, and this is sometimes even more important than donating the money or or, or something. This is what they what they pay, 
what they need and they want, the remembrance of their loved ones who give life for, to our country. Yeah, don't forget the name of my son or my husband or my wife or my father. Don't forget their name. Don't be afraid to say their name. It's one of the things I'll be addressing the group. Say say again, I talked over you. I apologize. Don't forget the names. Don't forget the sacrifice they did for us. So absolutely. You know, it's interesting. Uh, when we talk about forgetting the names, uh, uh, you know, don't forget the names. I know in a... In uh, at Ground Zero, I've been there many times, and uh, at Ground Zero, I will tell you, uh, you know, every year on the anniversary, the September 11th, they read the names of those lost uh, at Ground Zero, and and there is a major argument right now that this takes so much time, and aren't we really just bathing? In this terrible event, shouldn't we just move on? If for the interest of you know uh, moving on and 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 uh, you know moving up, shouldn't we shouldn't we move on? I mean, we just should do that. Uh, and of course, it's always the left. It's always the ones who uh, y- you know they they don't understand the cost. They don't understand that, and they say we just want to move on. And, and we're spending so much time on these names. We're we're burying ourselves with them when we should just move on with life and. You know, the Obamas love to say an act of service. Go do an act of service today. Uh, Instead of, you know, being maudlin, go do an act of service. Just go do an act of service. That'll be a good thing to do. Uh, We don't need to read these names anymore. We remember them. The families remember them and we remember the families. I disagree. I say say the names. Uh, You know what I think? I think that we we should play the video every single day in every single class all across America, in schools all across America, every single day, in order to turn your television on, in order to go to a grocery store, in order to have any sort of pleasure or any sort of privilege, we should have to watch. We should have to read the names of those lost in 9-11. We should have to read the names of the seven over 7,000 people lost just in these last two wars alone and more every day. We should have to remember the cost. I uh, I have lots of friends, very dear friends and colleagues, former colleagues, that are in um, Arlington, Virginia, at the National uh, Cemetery, and I go there very frequently, and I take you know little things uh, that I know that they liked or whatever, and I put them by their graves or I put things on their stones, and I go and I touch them and I remember, and I'll never ever forget. Um, uh, one of my dear friends was just lost. He was uh, he was an operator and he was a contractor and he just died. And uh, he was in the service with me and and then afterward as a contractor. And he, you know, 52 years old, or I'm sorry, 53, and he's gone. And you know, his family now is stunned. Obviously, as a contractor, it's a little bit different uh, than than being in uniform. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is is we're still at war. We're still at war, We're, but but uh, a, a guy just sent me this message. He said, the general population doesn't know what's happening, and it doesn't even know that it doesn't know. You know, uh, let me interject something here, too. Uh, there's another angle to look at it as well, and this is the way I try to look at it. Because people tell me quite often, say, you know, nobody cares. Look at these people. They don't even care what's going on out there. Well, look at it this way. Uh, 
this is actually what we want. We want our citizens to live without worries. We don't want them to worry about the war, about this. This is our military man to take care of it so they can live free of these worries. So that's actually a good indicator that we might be doing actually a good job and in protecting our country so people do feel safe. And this is what we want. Of well, course, we, saying... don't want we don't want ignorant people, of course, but I'm sure most of our citizens know what's going on, but they can live their lives without the fear, without worries. And actually, I'm proud of it. And I was part of it to, 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 to help provide that security and safety. Well, there's, a, there's an old saying, we sleep safe in our beds because rough men stand ready in the night to visit violence upon those who would do us harm. And uh, and that's a fact. I mean, it's just a it's just a, a total fact that you have to have. Uh, nobody likes to know how the sheepdog does its work. Nobody likes to see how the sheepdog protects its flock. And um, I I think you know that brings me to think also that at some point or another we need to let the professionals, we need to let the the military professionals actually run the operations. We need the the, the political pressure and. Oh, you know, in fact, there was a point in time where we had what was estimated to be about 10,000 ISIS uh, members. Uh, I don't even want you to call them. I don't call them fighters or militants because that's giving them too much credit. But they're there. And a lot of them were on American Humvees and American MRAPs and all these different things carrying American weapons. And they were on this one road. And and uh, as uh, actually Kerry, Senator uh, former Senator, Secretary of State John Kerry was saying it kind of caught us by surprise, but they're, you know, we've got them on the run. And, and while they were driving en masse into Iraq, and I thought to myself, listen, look, I'm not a tactician, but why wouldn't we take some A-10s loaded to the gills and direct a, direct a couple of really good runs on that line. There, there was estimated to be 10,000 of them, and kill them at one time. The answer was, uh, I contacted some, some political heavyweights to say, why aren't we doing this? And they said, America could never stand to watch that. America well, could this, never stand to watch that. This is the one thing I would like to ask here. I wish the media would leave us alone. I mean, this is, we don't ask for media spotlights. We don't ask for the, it, it, there's so many things right now is being dragged into open and unnecessarily that uh, you can hear Navy CEO here, there, there, this, and they're speaking for, for, for everybody. And I, I, I miss the times when we, we could work quietly and nobody knew about us. That was the best times. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, that's just that, that's for for me. It's kind of the, the time that I miss that we were just the quiet professionals, which is uh, not the case anymore. Yeah, I uh, I, I tell you, I you know, there's a lot to be said for that because um, I'm reading a book, and actually Tom Shea, uh, senior, he's a um, special operations senior chief, a retired Navy SEAL, and he wrote a book called Unbreakable: A Navy SEAL's Way of Life. They're going to be on the show. He and his wife. Uh, Stacy, great patriots are going to be on the show, and you know he mentioned this as well. He said, you know, you run a great risk, and and there there was a time where you just never, you you would never hear, um, see you just wouldn't you you heard they were in the shadows. They were they were the green, you know, the the men with green faces popping out of the water when you never expected them. 
there was just but now there's a I don't want to say romance or groupies with the seals, but unfortunately, uh, it's really come outside of the community, and a lot of politicians are are to blame for that. Quite frankly, uh, you know, obviously, uh, well, you know, the vi- too. There's many within our community uh, as well. So uh, that's why again, I prefer to be always introduced as an American, great American drag. That that is your title. It's, I'm proud of what I did, but you know, it's not something. Uh, I would like to go and work outside. <laughs> well, not that. only that, not only that, one of the things I like about you, and, and the guy that Dave uh, Perkins was talking about uh, is is a guy that he and I are both very familiar. We were, we were both working closely on that, uh, myself behind the scenes more than, than he was in the public eye. Uh, he Dave did some great work there, really amazing work, and took some great personal risk in doing it. The fact of the matter is, is that uh, one of the things I like about you that really stuck out about you was that you don't wear your trident uh, on your lapel. You you are Drago, a great American well, who continues trident, to serve. Trident belongs on the battlefield, and I do wear our flag. I do wear American flag. It encompasses everything, everything we stand for. So what do you need to wear more? Right. I agree. I agree. And I'm I'm very proud of you as an American for doing that. There's 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 a lot of argument right now uh in the community. I know that uh I talk to a lot of guys and and they all say the same thing that look, man, we need to go back into the shadows. We need to we need uh the the fact that Navy SEALs or or Rangers or Delta guys that their names are being published, that their addresses are being published is disgusting to me. Uh yeah, There was uh, you know Nowadays, because it is already in the open, it is already there, we do need people who can speak eloquently about us and represent our community well. Because now there is no way to go back on the rug and, and hide. We can't hide ourselves now. Not anymore, so yeah. Now we, yeah, so now we need those people who are well-spoken and can represent our community well, then to step up and... Uh, and, and and present us in the right light, the right way. Uh, yeah. So I remember some time ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember some time ago, Drago, um, turning on the Discovery Channel, and I and uh, Discovery was. Uh, I, I knew we were in trouble when Discovery Channel was actually following uh, Class Two Thirty Eight and Two Thirty Nine in uh buds and i knew i know people from that class and so i was disturbed when i saw that because i said whoa wait a second what are we doing and i thought to myself why is this even on this this shouldn't be on we shouldn't we shouldn't be putting this information out there we shouldn't be talking about the the training of seals we shouldn't be talking about the equipment that seals use none of these things the process at all, it should be their quiet professional, same way. And I believe this extends to Rangers, uh, Green Berets, uh, really, quite frankly, our military. I don't think I don't think it should be on television. I don't think it should be. I just I don't understand. I mean, there was a time where these were secrets, and they were secrets for good reason. Well, that's, it, it, it's being commercialized, and people are curious. People want to know. And others seeing they can make money on it, 
I say, sure, well, let's go make a program, let's go make a show about Navy SEALs, this, Navy SEALs, that. And that eventually, yes, it leads to these type of shows and uh, and commercials. So, yeah, I, I wish it didn't happen, but now now you can't prevent it. It's already there, it's out. We just need those good people. And there are some good people speaking well for our community, and I respect that. I have tremendous respect for some of those people who are able to step up and present us in the right light. I wish there was no light, <laughs> and it was yeah, necessary. But unfortunately, it started, and uh, it can it can go it cannot be squashed back under the rug. Is there uh, one of our listeners on chat had a great, and I know you know this guy uh, from your community. Uh, he says he knows he can always pick up the phone and contact you directly, but there's a lot of other people out there. This is a great, great question. A lot of people out there that that they don't have that accessibility to you. So is there a direct line for them to call or a, like a fraud hotline that you're building into this, that some way that they, the regular person says, hey, I've been approached by such and such, are they legit? Is is that going to be a function in your in your website? Yes, absolutely. Right now we have the, just a link to, you can write to review at dragosleaves.org. The link is on the website, on the contact page. We are building the contact page. Please remember, this is fairly new. I mean, we started dealing with these crews for uh, just a few years, and uh, eventually blew up to now to to the point that yes, we do need a website. We need to inform people about these crews. We do need to inform them, people also from outside of our community, that these crews will attack you. They will try to march into your organization. So as we build the website, eventually there will be more uh, capabilities coming in. Because the next thing. What is coming is a contact page where people can contact us directly. But they can also write to us. We do read those. Uh, 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 we do read these uh, uh, emails and uh, we respond to it. But Excellent. please remember, our our sources are somewhat limited yet. We concentrate mostly on protecting the Gold Star families of veterans and veterans organizations right now. Now I'm sure there is there are crooks they are attacking. On all fronts, but uh, due to our limited resources right now, we can only help the veterans, their organizations, and the, the military families and gold star families. What can, and that brings up a, a, a good question uh, what can I and our listeners do uh, directly to help protect those families and organizations and really help what you're doing? Is there anything that we can do to help you? Communicate. The first, the most important thing is communicate. If you know about the scam, please report it. And uh, we actually post where you can report these people. You, the, 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 uh, it, it, you can find it online, how to deal with these crews. I think we have on the front page, if you scroll the bottom scroller, there's information on what to do when you run across thieves, crooks, and scammers, and charity bandits. So uh, definitely, and spread the word. Please uh, uh, let other people know so they don't become a victim and they don't fall for the crooks and thieves. Well, uh, communication is is great for so many things, and and I think that's uh, one area in this country where we've really fallen behind. We have we you know we have great tools like social media, and social media can be used, uh, of course, for so many good things, uh, but it but it's been used a lot for so many not so good things. So uh, it is frustrating. Uh, to a great degree, because this is yes, an amazing yes. tool, but uh, we're we're misusing it, I believe. 
people think what the people can help us with, if you know about crooks and thieves, if, we, if you know that these people are just blocked them, let other people know and do not support them because we can do with many other good people. They look at their friends list and they see, okay, this is a reputable person. This is a reputable person who likes this page, so I will like it too and I will support it too. If you know that people are crooks and thieves and charity bandits, Block them, remove yourself from the likelihood, do not endorse these crooks by your presence on their website. And uh, also, that's, that, that's, this is the big one, and um, that's what I would ask. That would be the greatest help. Can you say that again? Can, can you say that again? You were breaking up, and I, I could uh, okay. pretty much make it up. Yeah, that's my cell phone. So the, I think the greatest help would be to actually communicate, but also do not endorse the crooks and thieves with your name. So if you know that people are crooks and thieves, and you find your name on their liking list, remove yourself. But what they do very often, they have two different sites, two different uh, accounts. And one is totally innocent. You might find yourself being friends uh, on the friend list of one account, but when they merge it, then you will find yourself endorsing the crooks and thieves. So if you find yourself on the your name on the friends list or supporting other somebody supporting the crooks and thieves, please remove yourself and please block them. Please let others know to remove themselves and block them too as well. Oh, that that is powerful. I'm glad I had you repeat that because um, you know that that is powerful. Because listen, it's it's not a benign thing. Now I, I'm not really a big name person. Um, but since, you know, the book and, and doing the book tour and uh, this radio show, people recognize me when I go different places. And also, they have the ability to come. Uh, this is one of the reasons why on Facebook I'm, I'm becoming much more careful on Facebook because people will add you to a group uh, and you don't know. You don't, you don't know that they've added you to this group. And the, the problem with that is they might add you to some crazy group. It's some group you'd never join in a million years. And so periodically I have to go on to my, uh, my Facebook, and at some point I'll, I'll hire somebody to do this, but I have to go on my Facebook and look up, okay, who are the groups I'm subscribed to? And, and half the time I never subscribe to those groups. I don't, I don't even, you know, I start looking into the group, and I'm like, my goodness, I, you know, and I'll click on their leave group and block them from uh, reassigning me to this group. But it it also comes down to your follow list on Twitter and your friends list on Facebook. People say, look, you know, you got to have lots of, unfortunately, that's kind of the way it is now. Um, you you have to have, um, you have to be, you have to scrutinize your friends list. Because nowadays they say, oh, you have to have a lot of followers to have any reach. You have to have a lot of friends or subscribers to have any reach. It is, uh, it's problematic it's really, really problematic uh, because you could end up with friends that, like you say, are not good people, uh, that are scammers, that are people that are taking advantage of other people, and but people are reluctant to uh, to take them off. To they say, oh, I have five thousand friends. I don't want to lose. You know, I want to have five thousand friends. That's the most you can have. I have one hundred and twenty thousand Twitter followers. You know, I want to have that high number. Well. By you just being friends with them or having them as a follower, you're endorsing them. Why not do like Drago says and go through your friend list maybe tonight, 
go through your friend list and say, hey, this is not a good person here. These are these are not good people. I'm going to root them out. And I would say go to your Facebook and see what groups under your activities and settings and all that, see what groups you're subscribed to. Uh, I had a person, Drago, get a hold of me one time and said, hey, you know, I'm just looking out for you, but, you know, you have a subscribe. You, you are part of a group. You're a member of a group on Facebook that I can't imagine you would be members of. And I said, what group was that? And they told me, and I said, I'm not a member of that group. I would never join that. You better go to your Facebook right now and look. I went to my Facebook, and sure enough, I had been added to that group by someone else. Uh, and it's, you know, it's it's a bad thing. I, I wanted to, We only have just a little bit of time left. I, I want to ask you just a couple of questions. Memorial Day weekend is, is coming up, and, and uh, for me it's a very powerful thing. Uh, I've lost so many friends, and and it's just a very, very powerful time for me personally. And anybody that knows me knows that it's it's a uh, it's just a it's a powerful time. And and Memorial Day for a lot of people, hey, you know, we're gonna have a three day weekend off from work. We you know we get holiday pay. We're off on Monday. Um, you know, all of those things. Um, it's. It's just it's just a time that I really think that we've missed an opportunity to honor those who have given everything uh, for because Memorial Day is different than Veterans Day I, and I always I always caution people when they 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 send me a message and say hey happy memorials happy Memorial Day thank you for your service I say you know I appreciate your remembrance I really do um, but you know what today's not about me today's not about Living veterans, it's about the ones that gave the full measure of sacrifice, the full measure of devotion uh, for our freedom. What does Memorial Day, as being a great American that you are, what does Memorial Day mean to you? Uh, Sean, just like you say, it is not about the barbecue and having a beer around, and uh, it is more about remembering that our heroes who didn't come back. And also I would like to ask people to go and let the families of our fallen heroes know that you are thinking about them. There's nothing wrong in having a good time and having meet the friend, meet with the friends and, and enjoy the time off. But let's make it, let's do it in a respectful way and let's make sure that we do pay tribute to our fallen heroes. I agree. I agree. How do you suggest they do that? I, I have some friends that uh, every year, and they're 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 older folks. I mean, they're they're older folks. And I'm thinking they're in their mid to late 70s. Every year they go to the veteran cemetery on their own time, on their own dime, and they place flags uh, at the headstones or at the little plaques every single Memorial Day. And this is a great way to 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 to, to do that, to spend the time and, uh, and 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 honor our veterans. I like to just put the flowers on the on, on the grave of, of veterans. Where this. Uh, there's many ways to do it, but also, like I say earlier, please, please let some of the families, I'm sure you know some of the families that lost their loved ones in, in, in the war, let them know that you think about their uh, the warriors they lost, their, their sons, their fathers, brothers. So uh, that would be a nice gesture. I'm fond of saying, I have a little saying, little things don't mean a lot, little things mean everything. Uh, and that is, uh, you know, that's kind of how it goes. They're just just simple few words uh, or flowers on the grave. Absolutely. Awesome. 
Well, I appreciate your dedication. Uh, one of the folks in chat has uh, highlighted something that I've come to know about you is that you're not a knee-jerk reaction kind of guy. You uh, you really you're not an alarmist. You're a very patient researcher. And look, you don't you don't raise the flag of uh, crook unless you have proof. And I like that because I've seen I have actually seen good people. Uh, highlighted as a not good person, when in fact they were a good person, this somehow or another bad information got submitted about them, and then all of a sudden on social media they're being outed as being this or that, and turns out they're everything they said they were, or they never said they were any of those things. They they never said, hey, I was this or I was that. And people really pound them and come to find out, you know, they never said that. Somebody else said it, and, and now they're getting beaten on. But I appreciate how you uh, you don't react on hearsay. And one of the things I want to tell our audience, uh, this is so important, folks. Now you've got a resource. You've got Drago's List. You've got a resource. If you have any suspicion, uh, somebody's taking advantage of a Gold Star family or a Gold Star organization, or you think maybe a Gold Star organization, Gold Star or a veterans organization sounds sketchy to you, Get a hold of Drago's List. It's very easy. If you go to, um, if you, it's this is super. I couldn't make it easier. If you go to uh, facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio Show, you can click on the link. I've got a link right there for you. Click on that link. It'll take you right over there. Yes, it's, absolutely. That's the like deal. All, all submissions are confidential. They are never uh, made public. To, as uh, like you say earlier, we are very careful. So we have quite a few other investigations, but because we are not 100% sure, we just don't post anything about it. What you can read, this is something that was proven and what we already know for sure, that these people are crooks, these people are thieves, charity bandits are not reputable, and we recommend to avoid it. Again, this is my opinion. This is your opinion, our uh, group, my group's opinion. It is not... Uh, so you might take it uh, as you as you wish, uh, but uh, uh, I would advise to read about it, and uh, it might save you a lot of heartache, and uh, it might save your listeners a lot of heartache and, uh, and problems down the road. Well, there's I one more think... thing I would like to mention. That is, there's one thing that I didn't mention is pretty powerful about the, how to spot the crooks. If the organization ever asks you to donate the money to them, while they use somebody's own tax ID, like these recent crooks which were posted about, uh, the, you know you're dealing with the crooks. It is called tax fraud. So to, if they ask you to take, donate the money to them while using somebody's own tax ID, do not do it. You know you are dealing with crooks. And if you, unless you want to bring IRS on your, to your account to look at you, don't do it. Wow. That's some that's, that's some important information. That's some important yeah. information right there because uh let me let me let me just repeat that to uh our audience. Listen folks. That's very that's a, that is a very important thing. Look, if you're dealing with somebody and they well, yeah, we want you to donate. We'd love to have your donation. Uh but but you know, uh, you have to donate to this. And, yeah, you know, we're sharing this account. We're sharing this PayPal account with so-and-so, and they just share with us. Or you just put it in this account. Yeah, I know it's not named after us, but, you know, those types of things, 
uh, that's not good. That's not good, and that should be uh, a red flag. Oh, absolutely. What they do, they will ask you to donate the money to them, but claim somebody's also uh, tax ID. So uh, that's actually what these crooks from this organization we just exposed recently did. We caught them doing it, too. So uh, that's uh, that's a red flag. This is absolutely uh, an indicator that you are dealing with crooks. One of our uh, chat people um, is in in the community, uh, and and his name is Rob, and he he said always ask for a tax ID. Now I know that you can you can enter you can go to the internet and enter a tax ID, and you will be able to find out who that belongs to directly who that belongs to. Yes, it is posted on our website. There is a link where you can actually find if this organization is non-profit or not. You can also check if it is a registered organization. Please remember, not every organization has 501c3 uh, non-profit status. There are lots, quite a few of those organizations that are small. They don't have that status. They are still legitimate, and they are still registered. And you can look to the state registry, and you can find out about it. So uh, that's, that, that, that's important. But you prefer to deal with uh, 501c2 organization. You, you know, uh, let's, well, let's let's tell the difference. Let's tell the difference. Um, let's tell the difference to our audience well, because yeah, actually, let me uh, point something out too. Because this is a question that I get very often: Can I receive tax exemption if I donate to third-party group? That's why well, you know, so, so we are we are raising money for this charity here. And this is 501c3 charity. So donate the money to us, and we just transfer the money to the charity. Well, how is that organization? Is IRS approved 501c3? If you do that, you will be asking for trouble. You can't, you can't, you, you will not, you cannot write tag exemption if you write to third-party charity, even if they donate that money later to, to that charity. So the simple, the, 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 the simple answer to it is this. If you can donate directly to a charity, do so. You don't need to feed the crooks and thieves. Well, you know, let me say it differently, because there are some legitimate third-party fundraisers. But you don't need, if you can donate directly to charity, you know that all the money you donated will go there when you donated it. So, and the same thing with the, uh, with the merchandise. If you can buy directly from the charity, do so. Because another question that I get a lot about websites like Teespring, well, can we, uh, uh, what did we purchase? Can we purchase? Is it a good idea to buy uh, online from this auction site? I still recommend if you want to buy a, a merchandise, buy it from, directly from the charity. Because very often these Teespring sites, they are, they are laid with crooks and thieves who produce bunch of those t-shirts, and they sell them in masses. You just feed the crooks. By the time the Teespring or somebody else recognize or realize that the crooks operating on their site, they will move on to another account. They open another account, and you can see with one of our heroes' t-shirts and name being sold on the, on, on Teesprings from one account to another to another. One account is closed. They are the, you see the auction was closed. But then you can go to different, same side, but different account, and that same t-shirt is being sold. So I do recommend to buy merchandise. If you want to buy something about our heroes, 
buy it from the charity or from the organization. I agree. Directly. Buy direct. Buy direct. Drago, thank you so much for your service. Thank you for being a great American. We're uh, we're out of time. I'd love to have you on again anytime. Any way that I can help you, please feel free to allow me to serve you and your mission. Thank you so much for joining us. America, download this show. Send it to all your friends. It's important. It's that important. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Great job. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www. DrSeanGreener.com In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.